Coming to you from the Loading Ready Run orbiting underground moon base, it's the Lurcast. Hello. I don't know that was ever really a very popular sound effect in whatever era of music you're doing. I'm doing my own special thing. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lurcast. Uh with uh, your regular four here. It's Graham. Anyone else jump in? <laughs> Paul. Paul. I can do this all day. All right. I'm James. That's James. Oh, yeah, it would make I, sense if I we wait. go in a uh, horseshoe. And I'm... That's Kathleen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we uh, missed a week there owing to uh, all the craziness that we're doing here prepping for the upcoming Desert Bus for Hope 7, which Woo! is going to be super crazy good. We're really excited about it. Got a lot of neat stuff planned, and you'll find out all about that when it happens, which mm-hmm. I guess we can tell you about, because it's uh, November 16th, 10 o'clock, at 10 a.m. Pacific Whee! time. You can see favorites or... like Paul and James. <laughs> which you have never, ever seen before. Ever. You so. can see old friends like Bill. It's basically, I mean, New it's friends. basically like this, what we're doing right now. But, but live but and live. interactive. But yeah. live and more interactive. And for a and week. we're playing a game and we're raising money. So it's almost nothing like this. Oh, yeah. You get to see me go full cray because I am Ooh. crazy by the end of Desert Bus. So now I'm pretty reasonable and restrained but at, during Desert Bus. So it's, uh, once again, it's uh, 10 a.m. on Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time and whatever 1,800 hours is. What's 18? Because it's eight hours ahead. What? In England, it's six, 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 six p.m. So it's like a prime time start for pretty much everyone. Well, it's not prime time at all for here. But like, it's a, it's a, it's an easily watchable start for everybody. Yeah. If you're in Europe, it's easy to watch. If you're in Asia, if there aren't twenty thousand people watching the start, I'm disappointed. Well, we're not. We can't. We can't all be the StarCraft finals, or the Shiba Inu puppy king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. StarCraft uh, finals get way more than but, 20. Uh, That's true. There were, <laughs> yeah. there were, there were like 80,000 people today. Check out um, desertbus.org for uh, all org. the information. Yeah. Get up in that dbus.org. <laughs> do dorg. not go to dbus.org. Do, do not go there. Go to dbus.org. That, that will not take you anywhere. .org is not helpful. <laughs> that doge. Such, su- such website. Um, very fun. Very fun. Uh, we, videos that we have done. Uh, are numerous since we spoke last less uh, numerous uh one of them uh murder side murder side the uh there 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 is a loading time for this forthcoming but i don't know how much of it is going to get across the the writing process the the sort of bizarre writing was this basically alchemy. just that the the word murder side as a name for a horror movie was funny like was that the okay, initial so, okay, thing? so we we're when at we, the moon base yeah when we're planning for Another video. No, no, we're planning for the Kickstarter countdown live stream. Yes. And Alex is, we're all throwing out ideas for what we want our video for each year to be. Mm-hmm. And Alex is writing them down on the board. And so we're like, all right, for this season, we're going to do Toast. For this season, we're going to do Serious Cravings. And he's writing them all down, season one through 10. And then he writes down season 11, Murder Side, colon, The Bloodening. 
and we're like what is that that's funny and then we start chucking ideas around it was it was uh it was the four of us and alex and cam and beach and we were all just sort of chucking ideas around about what murder side the bloodening would be and then we were like well we do need a halloween episode and a lot of it was based around uh just like the other movies in the murder side series oh we we developed a rich narrative history yeah for and then we went back to uh our place and where beige started taking notes because i was way too tired uh um and then me and cam and alex and graham and beige all started like trying to brainstorm about this the idea we was got incredibly discombobulated notes because they were literally stream of consciousness yeah the, the idea was that we would you know we were all like this is a great idea and everyone had like awesome ideas i wasn't really contributing much it was mostly kathleen alex cam and beige and uh it was like this all sounds great We've been here all day. We're exhausted. Let's go get some food, then go back to our place and like have like a chill evening writing meeting sort of thing. Yeah, well, like drink a beer, or yeah, glass of wine, or something. And so, and I was, I was, I couldn't be arsed to concentrate. I just was like, all right, you guys seem like you've really got a handle on this. Go to town. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen was tired and couldn't keep notes, and so Beige was uh, was keeping notes and trying to keep up with it, what what he and everyone else in the room was saying, and, which ended up just being. A giant text document of things. Just a mess. (laughs) Like, some funny ideas in there, but just, like, all kinds... There was all kinds of different directions we wanted to go with it. Contradictory things, and, like... Because it was just, like, brainstorming. Yeah, like, uh, Cam was talking about, uh, you know, like, the uh, trailer for The Hills Have Eyes 2, where, like, the camera gets, like, dragged Oh, yeah, we got distracted for about an hour and a half watching horror movie trailers on YouTube. Talking about how we wanted the cinematography to go when it was, like, a much more involved kind of thing. Yeah. And um, a lot of the... uh, But I think... What came out of that that I was m- most a fan of was the, um, the uh, chronology of the murder side mm. movies. So anyway, what came out of that was a mess. Not even remotely approaching something shootable. No, it's literally like a word document with. If you did not, if you were not there, you'd be like, "What do these words mean? Why <laughs> yeah. are they in this order?" Yep. Like, didn't you look at it and go, "What is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand." So why did we share the document if it wasn't done yet? just because i was uh, like i'm confused anyway. uh anyhow then i tried to write then graham was like somebody needs to write a treatment on it so i, I wrote like, a treatment on you it you need to take this and do a thing with it and then graham did not like that so he rewrote a different treatment on well, it talk which was about, better talk about what what you were doing with it i don't remember now well you were going a different a different sort of direction with it of um doing it as it's irrelevant because it didn't get done though. A tr- it's not irrelevant because we're talking about the process um you were doing it in a in a way that was a it was Taking the direct to DVD aspect, or actually, I think you said direct to video, um, uh, and running with that, that like they have no funding, so it's really terrible. Yeah, there's originally supposed to be like scenes from like the actual movie in there, like more, and like you'd see like people holding booms in the background and stuff like that, and just like special effects that were like really obviously like supermarket cuts of meat being thrown at walls and yeah. stuff. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you, people you were, had a lot of ground beef thrown at walls. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of excitement about various types of meat being thrown or shot or <laughs> pushed or. They had very yeah. explicit set direction, uh, but yeah. But Graham did not like that, so he rewrote it, and that's what you have. Well, it's not. Well, you know, is the script. So then, so then two weeks ago, uh, the Friday before this went up, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat down at about 11 o'clock in the morning and looked over the script and realized that this is a video that has to go up on Monday, that 
has to be shot today because the next day we were shooting Friday nights and we were also on a time limit because we had a Halloween party to go to. Uh, later which turned that, out to be your surprise birthday party, which is certain, why we were so keen that we yeah, had to yeah, go. Which, and then I was late for it myself. This is what happened. Much to Ash's annoyance. And then there was like only, and there was only and, like five of us. And there was only five of us. And we looked at the script and realized, wow, we can't do Well, no, this. Graham had already rewritten it at that point. Because I remember reading it this morning and being like, wow, you changed a lot. Yeah, but even then that still wasn't. Yeah. Because so, then, because then, because the idea of turning it into almost a featurette didn't come up until the Friday morning. Yeah, because because yeah. uh, so my concerns with Kathleen's treatment of it, funny as it was, was that something that we've discovered in the past, um, specifically from doing the 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 movies movie movies mm. video, is that um, I'm very proud of our production value like i think that our stuff looks really good i'm i'm very pleased with how our stuff looks but i don't think it looks good enough that if we do something intentionally looking bad that it looks that intentionally it will... bad or just looks bad yeah I, there's there's a fine line between like oh there's the boom that's like they got the boom in shot haha to oh loading ready run just did a Doesn't shitty job know how to make yeah <laughs> right i mean yeah because like Boy, we have suck. we have legitimately got the booming shot before yeah and so my concern was that it wouldn't be enough of a joke to carry because it would it it, it would be too easy for it to just look like we sucked at it right so anyhow right. we rewrote it it turned into a featurette and uh, we spent about 20 minutes filming all the scenes well no because uh, first as you say first i i rewrote it into uh, something that was just well, I, I rewrote I rewrote the first part that was just like all the uh, the the chronology, yeah, which I thought was really really funny. But then I just sort of was like, and then well, then so because originally it was it was about half of the video, not half of the video, but a quarter of the video was a chronology that's starting, and that stayed the same um, between what we came to the office with on Friday morning and what we actually ended up shooting. Um, the the rest of the video when we first met on Friday was a lot of scenes from the movie, some of which are still in that video, uh, but some of which just couldn't get done. Many of them being like rooms filled with like gore and blood and guts. And it's just like, uh, guys, it's one o'clock. We have five hours. How are we <laughs> yeah. going to do this? The, uh, uh, my favorite one. Uh, well, my two favorite ones. The first one I think was cams from the first, from the brainstorming evening was the, uh, two, two detectives walk into a room that's just like coated in gore yes and the, the first one's like my god how many people were in here and the second one says get the scale <laughs> yeah wasn't there like something in a cornfield or something yeah there was uh <laughs> oh yeah southern accented former so i apologize to this what happened to that guy's butthole? And you just like that. There's a rack focus, and you see like a piece of calamari dangling from a tree <laughs> yeah. branch, but you can't tell it's calamari. Like someone's just caught their sphincter on a tree branch and ripped it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah guys were really big on using various cuts of uh, raw meat. Yeah. Uh, once you get into a meat mood, it's hard to get out of it, Paul. Yeah. The uh, the the so scary you'll pee, or the the survived intact from the very first brainstorming yeah. session. Yeah, so scary you'll pee blood. Oh, I'm sorry. So scary you'll pee. Blood will come out of your urethra. Wait, why is that a sentence? Why is that a separate sentence? Yeah. Uh, that was that was my uh, joke. So we had to we had to cut a couple of those scenes because it was just was, just wasn't feasible. And we added in 
the actor, the director, and the producer uh, interview bits, mm-hmm. which those were uh, we wrote those on the Friday. Um, to make then, it to make it more sort of like a feature. Yeah, to make it the, yeah to show it as sort of like. Yeah, one of those featurettes that would come online before a movie was to open or something like that. Um, and then ironically, we uh, had an audio problem with my part. So we had to refilm mine on Sunday. And while we were there refilming yours, we also actually reshot mine because we'd forgotten to shoot the bit where I say, uh, or that we'd forgotten to shoot the bit where Alex says, because originally it was supposed to be the director, when it said, inspired by a true story, it's supposed oh, to go right. to Alex going, Zane. the story was a guy killed some people once. Yeah, that's And we right. forgot to record Alex saying that. Probably because we were in a hurry to get to some douchebag's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, lo- no we, 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 we looked at the script. We're like, is that Alex's only line? Yep, it is. All right, we're done. And, and we just we, missed it. Well, in, uh, we didn't even do that. We said, is that Alex's only line? And I just like vamped some stuff because there's some Right, stuff so he actually he, like added some extra lines. ad-libbed yeah. some random crap. I don't think it made it in. No, it didn't, but... And so, so then I was, I was like, oh, I really want to get that inspired by a true story thing in there. So then we just reshot my bits as the producer with with what my, happened to with Kathleen my character stuff because line. I could tell that that was different because there was uh, no audio. Oh, really? Yeah, there's just no audio hmm. from the from the the when we shot it the first time. So because um, the you had the line the uh, what line was missing from the final that I remember. Uh, it was something about was it her yelling off camera? No, it was her having uh, post traumatic. PTSD that didn't that oh, was yeah. in the final you didn't put, yeah right right it was like you that you actually have PTSD from almost from, being drowned yeah, from, from making this movie. movie yeah from right yeah. and uh, then I I like that that you know by having Kathleen's character talk about it we're able to get you know the stuff about her like you know whatever drowning in a tub of viscera <laughs> yeah or whatever it is you know you can you can get that image across. But obviously, we don't have to actually set up whatever a tub of viscera would look like. <laughs> That's <laughs> called cheating. Uh, it's called creative creativity. Uh, can I read the rest of the the murder side product that you wrote for the? Oh my god! For your treatment? Oh yeah, because there is going to be like a, a scroll at the end. What yeah, was it? perky scroll or perky music with scroll of titles. Oh yes, oh yeah. For more scares, check yeah. out the rest of the murder side octilogy. Is what I called it. So start it. Murder Side 7. So so obviously there's all the movies which you see and then, then there's Murder Side 7 Rebirth 2 this time for real as if like because we're talking about Murder Side 6 so there's already another Murder Side movie made by the time this thing comes out and then the at Murder Side the interactive web series Go Murder the Murder Side kart racing games Sweet Murder Side High YA novels Murder Side 2000 <laughs> Murder Side the interpretive Swedish opera with soundtrack by the knife The Making of Murder Side 2000 Murder Side in the Hood, the interactive board game experience. Murder Side for the Holidays, a very bloody Christmas. Murder Side Babies! Murder Side Against Humanity for iOS. Murder Side the Gathering collectible card game. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. All my genius. Yes. It's <laughs> all, uh, yeah, it's all part of the, the Murder Side Omni Global Empire. <laughs> yeah, which is apparently my very My favorite large. is Murder Side Babies. Murder Side Babies is good. All oh, right, and from the the original original stinger was because there's that bit in there with because uh, we were talking about um, when we were doing the first 
uh, brainstorming, it was, you know, it was going to be like, people say it's like Hellraiser crossed with Saw. And I, and like one of my few contributions to that thing, cause I was actually, I was, I was in the room, but I was, I was playing magic. <laughs> one of my few contributions was like, no, 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 they should all be fake movies. And so then we came up with uh, Killmonger and of course referencing Axe Hand. Yeah. And then someone, and then, and then someone said, so I can't remember what it was, but it was like, that should just be a romantic comedy. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> it should just be like a straight up, just like a romantic comedy, which is probably my favorite poster that I made for that, mm. uh, nice. from that uh, from that video. But then the original stinger was going to be... We spent like 10 minutes trying to think of a romantic comedy name. <laughs> then the original stinger was going to be a guy and a girl being like, hey, honey, we should go see Murder Side. Like, what is it? Oh, they say it's from the guys who made Never the Bride. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, so that went was through the... a lot of... That Changes. was yeah. That's the story of Murderside. <laughs> what? Soon this, to be Murderside s- Nine. From the, <laughs> the story of Murderside Six. Yeah. From the random from the random notes, we used so many gallons of water in our fake blood, we caused a famine in the Horn of Africa. <laughs> that was Cam. <laughs> we hid we hid a bunch of trash bags filled with gasoline next to these coeds just to get these shots. That was also Cam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> If you read out uh, things, I can tell you who wrote them, like whose ideas those were. What about this one? Right. Hi, I'm a ghost. That was beach. It's unrelated to anything. It's just this one line of dialogue. I, that was my favorite part when I read through the original thing. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That was me. Oh, that was you? That was, yeah, that was that was me because I, I in the original thing, you shared it with me when you guys were at home and I was looking at it. And they were live typing, and I could see them say this. <laughs> so it's like, "Hi, Kathleen, I'm a ghost." <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So that wasn't even an idea. It was throwing in dumb shit. Uh, uh, oh my the god! The moral of the story: totally Do not brainstorm when everyone is too tired to actually pay attention. Oh, oh I that was good. About I that. think it turned out well. All right, wow. so anyhow, that was uh, murder side. So yeah, it's a delight. And then uh, after more recently, we did. Um, the was it the makeup problem? What was the actual name of the, uh, the body paint problem? Body paint because I didn't I didn't want to just call it blackface, right? Because it kind of yeah. gives away the body twist. paint problem, uh, which uh, which actually that that actually turned out really well too. We were how did you come up with? Because that was your idea originally. No, right? I was just well, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of news right after Halloween and like on the lead up to Halloween about people making very poor costume choices, and I was like, what the like? Why are people this stupid? And then I thought. But the logical extension of somebody being stupid enough to think that going in blackface for Halloween is a is a good idea is uh, to get is to be surprised when people are offended at you and and in fact indignant that the indignant, body that yes. the body paint <laughs> yeah. is but there's somehow something defective about the body paint yeah yeah people I was like clearly it's not me I'm like a perfectly reasonable dude like is something is wrong with this body paint because you were showing me pictures of like a like an an Africa party in Italy oh yeah the, there's oh, a there God. is a fashion party that happens every year. And uh, the th- uh, just, just go with me that I know about all this trash. And the theme of the party this year was Disco Africa. <laughs> so <laughs> Disco Africa. So you have a lot of people, uh, like uh, like lots of fashion designers and stuff like that, dressed as like you know, and like models dressed as like an- like African animals and like you know, sort of like maybe slightly pastiche you know tribal like you know a little sort of like that, that, that might be a little bit of a poor like choice but, but okay inspired by something you've okay. seen in national geographic but you know right. like they got the traditional face painting and like outfits and stuff and it's like no oh, okay like you know it's not accurate but it's fine but like a couple people went and like painted themselves 
like dark brown to do this tribal stuff and it's like uh and then which is the one that got onto the front page of gawker which is where i saw it was an italian fashion designer italians like super racist as it turns out (laughs) well this one at least this one and his friends not dressed as like (laughs) black people from africa which would be like i would say like a 10 on the badness scale these people were literally dressed like like minstrels with like the big white mouths and so that's like a 50 trillion on the bad idea scale and i was just and so this is the thing that's on the front page of gawker and i'm just like ah i'm done you people are Uh, awful and so yeah i like your it turns out all italian people are racist (laughs) good 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 surmisation well italian people are not racist but uh, these people are stupid and racist. I'm sorry. Like that, I cannot remember the name of that Italian designer. But yeah, if I'm ever that, in the market to buy designer clothes, which I will, never will be, because I'm a self-employed internet comedian, I'm not <laughs> buying his clothes. So, well, there we go. Yeah. So, so is it? It, it was when the three of us were walking home, right? Um, we uh, I don't know, like, brought that up. I, I no, we we were walking. Yeah, yeah. Home. It was. Just, I think it was just basically like from what I understand. Like there was the idea of the like the guy returning the thing, mm-hmm. but like that was kind of it. We had like a page and a half, mm-hmm. right? Of him being a, like, of him of him complaining to the yeah. We, like we like we had a page and a half of dialogue sort of worked out. Like the first basically from the very beginning of the sketch until like, um, like determining for sure that this guy was wearing blackface. We sort of had that one kind of worked out, right? And then, but the question. It, was, was sort of, sort of like what, what about the rest of it? Yeah, what happens? And uh, so then all of us sat down. It was, yeah, it was the four of us and Beej and Alex. I uh, think I wasn't, I wasn't you. There. You weren't there that day. No, right. And uh, you yeah, and then and then uh, I had the idea of the that he was just trying that he just didn't want to use a balaclava and was trying to be a robber. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, Which Cam was great because it's like Cam- yeah because it's like oh I'm a burglar oh that's worse yeah yeah because so Cam contributed the incredible line of so you don't understand why you're offended when you showed up in blackface or you showed up dressed like a black person and told people you were there to rob them which but we were just like I just I just like the idea that it's like so not funny. only did he not think that blackface was offensive he didn't even realize that he was dressing up as a black person like yeah. he wasn't intent intending no. to do that at he all he was trying to be like a he was trying to be like a jewel thief <laughs> yeah. The, the best part of the video is that the music from the explanation of cultural sensitivity is like minstrel music from the 30s. Yeah, I, I had to find some like public domain. Like, I feel like anybody who has copyright over that probably doesn't, probably doesn't want, want probably it. Probably doesn't enforce yeah. that. <laughs> it was amazing because we were, we were looking up um, uh, sort of the history of, of, uh, min- of min- minstrel shows. Uh, like the the minstrality. <laughs> we, I mean, we're looking Racism. at the, like we were looking at the history of like the original original minstrel shows, but then we came across, of course, the British show that I've heard of, like the British like variety music hour called the Black and White Minstrel Show, which ran until like nineteen seventy seven, which was amazing. It's like wow, that's horrifying. Su- it's surprising, is what it is. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, the BBC is sort of like, what? No, we didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not. <clears throat> anything that we did anyway but um uh i liked the then sort of taking it in the further direction that he just he consistently dresses like he just he just it's, doesn't realize the problem yeah the I, I i don't know who came up with it but the 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 guy from um 
Oh, Klaus von Stauffenberg. I yeah, think, that, I think, von I think Stauff- that, that was Beach. I think the Klaus von Stauffenberg outfit. I I, I love that idea of dressing up it's as like, a not like a well-known good Nazi. Yeah, but it's like, but the costume is the same as any still other. Still a Nazi, <laughs> which is which is. I mean, I've seen people dress up like Hitler on Halloween. That's 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 not that bad. That's a very different thing than dressing up in blackface. But it's still, I I just like it that it works for the. Yeah, works for the video. And then I was watching an episode of QI recently where they talked about the traditional dress of Spanish Catholics, which they've been wearing for like a thousand years and looks exactly like KKK outfits. And the Spanish Catholics are pretty pretty annoyed about that. Presumably the KKK co-opted in some way. Well, because it didn't start as a racist thing. Right. But presumably they, I guess they... And then like partway into their history, someone happened to be the, the guy who be- came to be in charge of that brotherhood himself was super racist and was like you know what we should do <laughs> guys i've got an idea unfortunately yeah, yeah. The so, mitchell and webb look on the history of the kk or the mitchell and webb look sketch on how the kkk got their stupid oh, outfits so is really good so, i do yeah, recommend yeah. that so then we spent we, we actually spent most of that day driving all over hell's half acre trying to find a lo- uh, sh- location to shoot oh my god right. Beige and graham and i were gone for hours we went like uh for people who don't know Victoria, there's, of course, Victoria, and then there's a bunch of communities that make up Greater Victoria. You get up on the mic. You're so far away so, from it. So we're in Victoria, and the neighboring community is Saanich, and that's where a lot of the malls are. So we went to Saanich, and there's nothing there. Because we were trying to hit up, like, the Halloween pop-up shops. So, right. like, we're, like, already in the next town over. But it's not, like, super far, you know, 20-minute drive. Or maybe, like, a 10-minute drive. And there's nothing there. So we then end up eventually going all the way out to Langford, which is, like, a 20, 25-minute drive. You have to go on a highway. It's technically in Greater Victoria. But to put it, like, this is, like, people in New York driving to the Bronx. This is, like, people in Vancouver driving to Surrey. Like, this is not a small trip. So And from Moscow to Prague. Why not? No, no, that's not the same at all. I don't know. I'm just trying to get Europeans involved. Uh, from, from London to somewhere outside to London. Further out. Yeah. From <laughs> no. London to 20 minutes any direction in a car. Yeah. yeah. So it is pretty far. Anyways. So And we're driving all the way out there to find the one Halloween pop-up shop in town that is still open. Hooray! Did so you we, know they were franchised? Yeah, we found out they're franchised and that's why they refused to let us take pictures or film there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the way there, I guess they buy in bulk. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed with my eagle eye that we passed a a a uh, lo- like a local shop, and then I could tell it was a local shop because it said for locals only. No, it's, it said locally owned. Yeah, it said locally owned in like big letters, and I was like, locally owned means nobody to answer to in head office and always willing to give us like always open for the idea of free promotion so we went in there and graham was like can i take some pictures and they're like yeah sure why not well this is like an actual like costume shop costume and party supply not a halloween specific no but they had a lot of halloween stuff up of course i mean this is their christmas but yes i gotta say i'm really impressed with the turnaround of the costume industry yeah, you the, can already the, buy Robin Thicke outfits. Yeah, that there were Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke outfits yeah, ready, yeah. ready for Halloween. Yeah, like with the 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 big foam finger and everything. The yep. the Robin Thicke thing, the Robin Thicke outfit just said twerk suit because of course you can't say who it actually supposed to be. I just love that. Uh, I just want to you know be see the like you know uh, whatever Chinese sweatshop laborers that are building all these things just being like. What the hell is going on over there? I like to think that they just repurposed a bunch of old like Beetlejuice costumes and just slapped them. <laughs> That'd be awesome if they did that. It's like finally, 
<laughs> blow the dust things. off it. Yeah, take the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice, face off. Beetlejuice is so old. It's so old. Alec Baldwin was thin when it was filmed. Fact. Very thin. Yeah. yeah. So, because uh, our fallback plan was, because we had to shoot it that day, was was if we couldn't find a place that would actually let us shoot there, uh, was to take pictures and uh, green screen it, which, um, despite a little bit of jitter and, and uh, you know more of the shots than I would have liked, I think worked out pretty darn well. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole idea to make it seem more, uh, uh, more real was to actually intentionally shoot it handheld on the green screen with motion tracking points on the green screen and then uh, motion track the background, which mm-hmm. was a pain in the balls, but it worked out okay. I think I was thinking about it, uh, and uh, I I was thinking that part of the reason why the uh, you know the the jitter might be sort of more distracting than it would be otherwise was um, because the green screen wall is closer to the actors than the background we showed was. Yeah, I think so. Which means that it motion tracks as if it's closer, um, whereas in if it was real, it wouldn't have moved as much because well, of it's the also, parallax effect. Yeah, because it's also... This is going to be a little weird if you're only listening to this podcast, but I'll do my best to sort of describe what I'm doing with the hand gestures. When we were shooting against the green screen, Beej is here, and directly behind the camera, the wall is flat. Right. But what it were, what we were trying to make it look like was that Beej is standing there, and the rack of costumes behind him is on an angle. On, right. Part yeah. of which is much closer to the camera. As it, Because and it so, would be shooting... Because the idea is that you're shooting at an angle. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so the, f- the part of the shelf furthest away from the camera will move at a different rate than the shelf closer to the camera, and then the wall behind the shelf in the far background will move even differently. And so you're missing out on those subtle those subtle visual cues and because mm. we're so used to real life we notice things like that so yeah yeah having said that i think it, it worked out pretty well but I, I was thinking about like, like i think the vast majority of the time that we use because usually when we use the green screen it's straight on yeah and so it's not so much a big deal anyway kind of interesting yeah so should we move on to some askware we should all right pot put some questions on twitter and here are the questions aaron asks are any of the commander decks used on friday nights actually real if so are the decks desk deck lists posted anywhere uh yeah um kathleen's is kathleen's is and jair's is well, yeah so are yours well too. ours are precons but he meant and the, ours are the, precon the and custom ones Alex's Alex? is not. I just Alex's wrote, is uh, not. I just made that yeah, up. So it's uh, Kathleen's and Jair's are definitely both real, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't believe either of them have Mine does lists. not run an opportunity, though. Mm. Uh, mine's in flux because, like, a lot of good Demir stuff has been coming out recently, and I need to go through my deck and update it. Jair's de- definitely does run Karn, though. Yeah, and it definitely is full of things that aren't creatures, but that yeah, turn like into the, creatures. Like, what, what you saw there is actually the strategy for that deck, which mm-hmm. is pretty. And the funny. And what, what you saw there is also the strategy for my deck, which is like kill you with fairies and mill you. Mm. But the uh, uh, Jera was all over Dao Chan before she was cool, like before she came back out in um, uh, the from the vault or whatever she or um, she she was re- reprinted. But Jera was all over in that. Commander's Arsenal. Yeah, Anyways. Commander's Arsenal. Yep. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, how long until Cameron takes over Canada with his various and sundry doomsday devices? Never. <laughs> No? No. He's, he's more of a theoretical guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron asks, I've joined a video game orchestra here at UCLA and signed up for the next performance, not realizing I would miss the start of Desert Bus. Can you delay it for four hours? No problem. No. 
Also, don't ha- listen to Paul. Also, have you solved my page yet? I have not. No, that is complex. I have no idea what's going on on that page. <laughs> no, this is the the her page in the uh, the the anniversary book that the forums gave us. I know. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to really. Granted, the time that I did try to do it, I was a little bit a little bit haggard that day. So I've got to try and double down and see if I can solve that. James or Jamis, Jamis, Jamas. Uh, Jay Enright asks, if not already answered, why does Lady Landline push the buttons on the rotary dial? Because uh, it's not actually a rotary dial. Because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a dial. It was a... It's a, it's a push-button phone that's made to look like a dial phone. Yeah, yeah. but I, still I, a landline. Yeah, a rotary phone would have been better there. But that's, I, that's the prop we had. But unfortunately, that's what we had. Uh, rotary phones are, phones are actually quite hard to find now because like, they haven't made rotary phones since like the 80s, basically. And the thing is, uh, most people either got rid of them or are holding on to them as like ridiculous antiques now. I, know, I like the idea that that's, she's just reluctantly upgraded because <laughs> she has to, but this is what she it's chosen. Like, does I wonder if like does pulse dialing even work still? Oh, like the the like five because that that emulated a rotary phone. Yeah, I remember that. I had I had I had rotary phones in my house for years growing up, and then then moving to pulse dialing and then touch tone and yeah. Now this thing, but yeah, it, that definitely that would have made that section funnier if it had just taken her like even longer to do <laughs> the button. So I I regret that. Uppercase asks, why does Kathleen's hair look so great? Oh, well, I can tell you that I use <laughs> shampoo and conditioner like a normal person, and then I put in leave-in conditioner to try and get my hair. And then this is what happens if I air dry my hair. My hair is flat and straight. It's when I straighten it. All right. Products. Uh, Thomas asks, you have three weeks vacation, all expenses paid. Where do you go? New yay. Zealand. Nice. Wait, where? Where? Where did you, where did you say? Paul said no, yay. I said yay. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I was just, just like, Paul's three just weeks vacation. Yay. Yeah, all right. Uh, where do I go? Does it have to be one place? I think to truly enjoy a place, you could definitely, you should definitely spend like three weeks there. <coughs> That's I'd fair. probably like go to England or somewhere. Like uh, maybe I'd go, to, in, I'd go to Germany. And go maybe like travel... Germany. I like go to go to England and maybe travel around to the other uh, British Isles and stuff and kind of do that whole thing. Mm. I have not. Uh, that's something I would definitely like to do yeah. at some point. Because yeah, I, 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 I so badly want to go back to England and Japan, which are places I have been. But I guess I should probably go to places I haven't been. So I'd like I'd like to see the Antipodes, Australia, New Zealand, that area. The uh, the problem with going to Europe is it's incredibly dense. Like Graham and I spent two yep. weeks. And we saw that's Chichester, great. You really surrounding area. Bang, bang for your buck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A, a, like a smidgen of London. We could have spent two weeks straight in London and yeah. not seen even like a tenth of what the city has to offer. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, yeah. One place. All right. <laughs> Three weeks. Uh, what is the most exciting thing about Desert Bus? I'm not asking why you do it, but why you love doing it. Uh, I guess, I mean... Seeing the total go up and up and up is probably the most. I mean, that's the reason why we do it mm-hmm. <laughs> fundamentally. But why do you enjoy it? I like I I like interacting I with everybody. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really fun week. Like obvi- like obviously, why we do it is to raise the money for for children because it's a wonderful cause, and that's obviously we take a massive joy from that. But I mean, but that's I mean that's also I I think that's where a lot of the excitement comes from too. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, also, is introverted or not? I think it's the community as well, though. As, for me, as most of us are, right? I mean, because we're not all of us are like huge, like class clown extroverts, uh, you know. But 
we all like to entertain people and i like knowing that not only am i entertaining people and contributing to their entertainment that they're chipping into a good cause because of what i'm doing and i'm entertaining people who are actually like you know in a hospital or sick or it just makes me feel really happy that something that i got made fun of a lot of uh when i was younger is actually bringing good to the world i get a real internal kick out of that out of knowing i'm i'm doing good uh thomas asks which is better value for money a galaxy note three or seven and a half kindles i mean seven and a half kindles is seven and a half of something a galaxy note th- what do you do Wait, with the why, half kindle why the how does that math work out i don't know is that how the, in terms of price that can't i don't know what kindles aren't that cheap are they and the ga- well galaxy note three isn't that expensive well, i maybe, mean maybe maybe, maybe out wait, of wait 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 sorry what kind of kindle just just says seven and a half kindles oh okay i so mean like kindles old... are pretty cheap and a uh out of contract okay never mind uh well uh, what the hell are you gonna do with seven and a half kindles i don't know make a fort i guess it's a very, very small fort Ooh, be stack like them a, up like flapjacks it'd be like a fort for your you hamster could, you could just, go, you could just <laughs> hamster by. fort hamster fort all right so go you with could, the seven and a half kindles what you do is you get the kindles and then you build yourself a bookshelf and <laughs> yeah. i like it build yourself a shelf for your galaxy note three francisco asks favorite fictional character with doctor in 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 his name in their name does the doctor count i assume so yes let's nail doctor, let's rule him out all right. Uh, I'm a, everyone, I'm, everyone likes the doctor, so let's go with other look, things. I could, I could see. I have a uh, a soft place in my heart for uh, Doctor Doolittle. Mm-hmm. The original Doctor Doolittle books were actually some of the first like chapter books that I read when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, doctor, Doctor. I mean, he's not. Ref- I mean, he's more referred to just as Watson, but he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's true, Doctor Watson. Would probably be up there. Doctor House. Oh yeah. House is kick ass. That's right. Um He has also not been doctor at various times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of my favorite Star Trek doctor, and it's tough. I think I'm I think I'm I think I might have to come down on the emergency medical hologram. Robert Picardo is <laughs> freaking awesome. Yeah. Once he, he, he's a best character he, in Voyager. Yeah. He's also the doctor. Yeah, yeah it's true. Right. Yeah. He gets a name later on. Does okay. No, at the very, very end, I think. Never really? Mind. They give him a name? I think. Well, I think they, he, no, I think he gives himself a name. Huh. Oh, maybe he does. Terrible. Well, they they do meet remember. they do meet like the scientist like, who made him. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, who, yeah, of yeah. course, is Robert Picardo who, again. Yes. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, as with Theta, yeah, yeah. the scientists always make the thing to look, look like, exactly, look like, include, up to including like the receding hairline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm making like special me, I'm gonna be like you know, to- like super in shape. Yeah. You know, beard yeah. that grows evenly. <laughs> All right. All right. What are hold you looking on. at? Wait. I had to look up the name of this character. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Dr. Cruces from Discworld, oh. the former head of the Guild of Assassins. Nice. Uh, yes. He, you see him in pyramids. Anyhow, I really liked him. He's, right. uh, He's cool. Next question. All right. Uh, can I get a meanwhile? Meanwhile, Alex isn't here, unfortunately. If Alex was here, next time Alex comes on the podcast, we'll get him, we'll get him to give you a meanwhile. Yeah. 
Zach asks, have you guys sent out your Kickstarter survey? I'm afraid I might have missed it. No. Nope. Nope. Very, 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 very soon. We did send out a note saying that we are not going to be as speedy about this as we normally would be because of Desert Bus. Yeah. So we apologize for everybody, but we are trying we... really hard to get ready for Desert Bus. Uh, also, he asks, Graham, uh, how did you like Bioshock Infinite? Quite a bit. Are you looking forward to Burial at Sea? I can't possibly describe how much I'm looking forward to Burial at Sea. I am hoping that Burial at Sea will make me less motion sick. Yay. There's a lot of camera move in Bioshock Infinite. There was a lot of camera move. Then the gun moves as well, and it's like... I'm pretty sure it's the same engine, so probably won't. Oh, God. I'll walk through. Seriously. It will also be underwater, so I don't think that will make it any less wobbly. that's true. All right. Chris asks, if you could take one game's console to a desert island, which would it be? Note that the island has no power. <laughs> nice. Um, original Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that it's big and heavy. <laughs> just bludgeon animals to death with it. That was my. That yeah. Was my yeah. Joke. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, the biggest one I could find. The biggest yeah, thing you could find. Yeah. Did you see that thing? Maybe on... you could turn a virtual boy into like uh, binoculars somehow. <laughs> I, I don't think. Did so. you see that thing on Reddit the other day that a a dental imaging company? Yeah, license. Bought the bought the molds bought, bought it, yeah. of the Atari Jaguar after they stopped making it because molds like making the steel die and everything for a plastic mold is actually stupidly expensive and so there's these medical imaging things that are look they're 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 white and they have a cartridge slot for like a memory unit but they look exactly like an atari jaguar mounted on a wall yeah it's pretty awesome <laughs> wow anyway thought that was funny uh we're leaving the magic questions for the magic podcast what is your process for accepting or denying sketch ideas well, I mean, you are welcome to send sketch ideas, uh, but uh, we typically don't shoot sketch ideas that we deem are unfilmable. So if you're like 40 paratroopers in full I Nazi mean, costume, it's, like, that's it's not going to happen. It's just basically if we like it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. there isn't like an really extensive uh, process. And there's ones that we've received and liked and haven't shot just because like, it's like, I like that, but it's not really and, it doesn't really work for us if yeah. that makes sense and i mean and we do you know generally prefer to shoot our own stuff just because it's our own stuff yeah um there was a guy and, I did a and video. Some, yeah and sometimes we will see a script and we'll like sort of an idea from it and then take that and turn it into a completely different script there was a guy i did a video with in high school who wrote some sketches for us like years ago like you know sort of 2005 2006 like earlier in our Thing and he was like, "Here, I wrote these. I wrote these sketch ideas for you." And I looked at them. And I was like, "These are hilarious, but this is not us. This yeah. is not even remotely in our wheelhouse of yeah. stuff that we do." And he's like, "Why not?" And I'm like, it, d d "Do you not see how totally different this is in style from anything <laughs> we've ever done?" What were they like? Uh, bizarre. Well, <laughs> I'll see if I can dig them up. But I uh, like bizarre. Uh, so. Yeah, it's got it's, it's got it's got to be funny. The big, uh, yeah, I mean it's the big thing funny. is don't please don't be you know offended if we don't yeah. do yeah. any sketches that you do. We just we prefer to do our own stuff if we can. Um, and and your if you send in a sketch, it has to really sort of inspire us, I guess. Uh, and also there's the whole issue of you know we we don't want to 
steal other people's property and stuff. So we have to be very, you know, we have to be careful that everyone knows that. Well, the standing, the standing agreement basically is if you send a sketch to us, it's yours. Obviously, you have all rights to your script. It's your work, but you are allowing us to use it and film it. You're allowing us a non-exclusive right to uh, film it, and we have all the rights to our video. Yeah, and it also and all the sort of ideas and stuff, and then also become things that we could theoretically use. Yep. You yeah. sent it to us. Yeah. So. All right. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Is that it? One more. Well, oh, three more. But from in one tweet from King Cool, uh, what are your plans for December? Getting ready for Sleep. January. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for January mm-hmm. and recovering from Desert Bus and. Uh, Gonna spend some time in Seattle, I think. Christmas. Yep. Theoretically, oh, yeah. I'm doing Going that. Christmas shopping. Yeah. Uh, what is the orgy of consumerism? <laughs> what is the worst movie you or have just s- you know orgy? Nope. Yeah. No orgies. Nope. What is the worst movie you have seen this year? Ooh. On the plane, on a plane somewhere, I decided, with all of the with all of the incredible movies and stuff at my fingertips, why watch something I wanted to see? When I could watch something that had been created through a Canada film grant and was probably the only person who's ever watched this movie on this plane. And it was called Passion Flower. It was really bad. And it made me really feel good about what I'm doing in my life. I have no idea. Going going to... Like, I was thinking, it's weird that we... It's... Well, okay, I, I take that back. It wasn't bad. It was just so there. It was like everything that is like totally very... stereotypical stereotypical about Canadian cinema. It was set in the 60s in Winnipeg. It was about a girl who has like a mentally unstable and alcoholic mother who does like bad things, but they're not really that bad and it's all fine by the end and like, you know, mm, stuff happens and she's like, you know, very talented. And... Did it have the the uh, staple gender identities of Canadian cinema, which is strong female characters and weak, inefficient male characters? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's like a hallmark of Canadian cinema. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It was uh, certainly yeah. uh, also sex and snowshoes, according to my film studies director. Uh, there was sex. Next, there was sex in snowshoes. No, no, uh, separately. There was sex, but there was no. There was lots of sex actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this there was, was no the snowshoes. Yeah. yeah, they don't do Winnipeg. Well, this was Air Canada, uh, and so they do. They have Canadian to require films. their CanCon. When <laughs> when Paul and I were flying to and from the Escapist Expo, flying to there. Uh, you started watching um, After Earth. Oh, yeah. The, the I, Smith I, and Smith progeny space movie. Yeah, man. I didn't even I didn't even stay with that one long as long enough for them to actually like crash in the planet. It was, <laughs> I was that just, bad? Well, I was just like, I mean, maybe it's an okay, like it might be fun as like a crazy special effects movie, but watching it on like an eight inch screen, yeah. like three seats down on the headphones while everything else is going on. It's like, this is not an ideal circumstance. And even if it was, this doesn't appear to be a very good movie. <laughs> speaking of not, <laughs> I'm not going to buy, I'm going to listen to a podcast. Instead. Speaking of not ideal circumstance, on the way back from the Escapist Expo, I was watching uh, The Great Gatsby mm, on yes. the plane. And that doesn't seem like the right I'm circumstances gonna, for a visual extravaganza. No, it definitely doesn't. And that movie was a visual extravaganza. It had some very, very cool visuals in it. But, and I know that some people are going to get ticked off about this, I just don't like Baz Luhrmann. Mm. I just don't like his movies. It's just sort of... Ugh, anyway. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, and King Cool's last question. Why is Sonic chill like dogs? Oh, nah, I misread that. Why does Sonic like chili dogs? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably I've never known. Was, that was something for some reason in the cartoons they were like Sonic needs a thing. Chili dog. He's going to be going well because it's like because in a cartoon he needs something that he's going after and that like the bad guy can lure him with. Mm. That's not like what uh, about rings? The things he collects that's in not, the game. And that it's not like a lady hedgehog because they didn't want to do that. Right. right. It's like all right. Chili dogs. That's something he because like in, in you know Roadrunner it's like birdseed. Right. right. But no that like what no hedgehogs don't have like a a thing that they're known to eat. That was and my favorite part about For some reason do rings even show up in the I have no idea. In the like good cartoon. Like the cool Because there was two concurrently yeah. running Sonic cartoons. The cool like dystopian cartoon. Rings there was like you could get they get like you get like a the power ring and it right. would like he would grab it and go super fast for a while. But I don't know if in like the weird goofy cartoon where he ate chili dogs <laughs> and said, That's oh, no good. That's no good. <laughs> that was my favorite part about Sonic and the and the Black Knight when we did that for Unskippable was uh, that they worked chili dogs into that. Like yeah, that yeah. that's canon now, is just Sonic eats chili dogs. So it's like I don't know. Why it's not? like why? Why not? Yeah. What's why wrong, not? What's are you, wrong with chili are, dogs? Are you saying that giant uh, giant blue anthropomorphic hedgehogs don't eat chili dogs. Yeah, what's what Prove us wrong? Racist. Yeah, do you have any kind of uh, authority on you that hedgehog subject? Racist. <laughs> All right, please move on. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> dear God, I think we can. I think we can sign off on the podcast for this week. You hedgehog racist. Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, uh, what's our podcast upcoming podcast schedule looking like? What with mm-hmm. Desert Bus? Yeah, not good. <laughs> Desert Bus I mean, is just like a long. Yeah, podcast. I mean, <laughs> like this, like this one will go up sometime in the next couple of days after we're after we're recording it now, and yep. then and then and then the next is we're recording this on Friday evening. Yes, tomorrow is Saturday. Yes, a week from tomorrow is Desert, is Desert Bus. Bus. Yep, and we so, definitely won't be recording one then, and probably not the week after. Here, Desert here's Bus, the either. deal: we can't promise you that many podcasts in the next seven weeks. But what we can promise you is all the podcasts in eight weeks, yes. because then we are like bound by money. Yeah, we're financially pro- obligated. We are financially obligated. Well, no, we have the money now. That's true. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. So, so we so can we just back out anything, on it. Right? Oh, Jesus, yeah, no, that's <laughs> way better. Go to go to what? Where did you say? What, like uh, Germany? Yeah. All right, we'll go to Germany. But uh, three weeks. Yeah. But remember, in in the new year, you will get a podcast every week, and every other week we'll get two. So. And you have to, because we have to. <laughs> yeah, we have to like because if we don't, it's actually, we'll feel like dicks. <laughs> actually, how it works is we have to record them, but you actually also have, have to, to listen to, listen to them. them. Yeah. Ah. That's it's, it's not our rules. Even, That's just how it has to happen. Na 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 na. Especially the people who didn't pay for it. It's in the fine print of the Kickstarter. Yeah, if you do have any, if you do have any other questions in the meantime. Come on by Desert Bus. We'll probably have a moment or two to answer them. No, 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 Desert Bus. No, 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 Why do you persist on getting jiggy with it? Just hit stop. If you could get jiggy with it, you would too. You're just jealous. 